Good morning and welcome to Ask the Expert, an award-winning daily series from 8.30am to 9am to help small businesses. If you have any questions, ask them in the comments at the live feed. If you need any more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. Accountants and business experts are on hand 24-7. During the live session, we will be running a poll, so please do engage with it and I'll reveal the results at the end. Good morning, my name is Charlie Dimitriou. And I'm delighted to have been invited onto Ask the Expert today. And I'm going to be talking a little bit about my business, Zero, and building a sustainable business and how this can be adapted in the current climate. So, first, I'm going to talk a little bit about how Zero began, which was in 2018. And um, at the time, I was working as a primary school teacher and actually had actually just started um, the maternity leave for my second child, my second son. And sustainability has always been something that I've been really, really interested in, even from a young age. Um, I was always quite creative growing up, and I've always been a fan of trying to source things secondhand, whether it was clothes, and then once I'd had my children, things like children's toys and, and the necessary equipment. Um, because I felt that, you know, there was already so many resources on this earth that it was kind of better to try and use what we already had. Um, and at home, you know, I've, I've always had the, the same kind of principles as well. Um, and I started to think about the fact that um, a new kind of way of shopping was, was starting to come about in the UK, where you could actually begin to shop zero waste, where you could buy things without plastic packaging. We've all seen um, programmes like Blue Planet and seen the impact that single-use plastics are having on the environment. And this kind of uh, generated even a greater interest and a, a greater passion in this kind of subject for me. So uh, I was talking to a friend one day in the park um, while our children were playing, and we talked about how we really wanted this zero waste way of shopping for ourselves. And that's essentially why the business came about. That's why the business was born, because we wanted it for ourselves. So to begin with, we started this as a kind of mobile outlet where we did pop-up events, we did um, some markets and, you know, kind of got involved in the community, sort of working with other local businesses and, and trying to get our name out, of, out there. Um, and social media was, was really invaluable for that. We were kind of unprepared for just how much interest and demand there would be. Um, and it was really, really heartening to see how there were so many other people in the community that wanted the same things that we did. Um, so around 10 months after we first started, I was fortunate enough to be offered a bricks and mortar premises. Um, and then several months after that, after lots of planning and hard work, we opened the store in Leamington Spa in November 2019, which, of course, was Four, uh, four months before the pandemic. Um, so thinking about what the values of the business are essentially, um, something that's really, really important to me, as well as everything that a customer can buy being plastic free, is that I work with a lot of local suppliers. So this means that I can get products actually in my supply chain, zero waste. So things like our coffee beans, our granolas, we use a returnable um, tub system with these suppliers, and it means that we don't have any packaging in our chain whatsoever. A lot of the other products come from something called a food cooperative. It's a whole foods cooperative where all of the profits go back to the employees. And then even the ones that aren't local, I have lots and lots of other small suppliers around the country where we have circular systems, especially for things like the liquids. 
such as the cleaning products, the cooking oils and so on. We do a returnable system, so there's there's no waste in the chain. It is quite a lot of extra work in terms of um, being a retail business to source your products this way, but it's absolutely worth it. And it actually shows that those values that you're um, communicate, communicating to your customers, that you're actually, you know, instilling those values all the way back up through your supply chain as well. Um, I'm really passionate about supporting the local businesses. I feel that, especially over the course of the last 12 months, people are wanting to shop more locally and shop more sustainably. Um, And I think it's really good for me to be a bricks and mortar outlet for other suppliers that may not have a shop of their own, or for example, the coffee roastery. Um, Prior to when I started working with them, most of their business was through local coffee shops. They hadn't actually supplied a shop before. Um, So it was quite nice to kind of open that conversation, have that conversation about what changes they could make um, to have that, you know, to open up that other uh, avenue of revenue, um, which is really good. And especially while coffee shops have been closed, it's, you know, it's provided them with that little bit of extra income as well, because we do sell quite a lot of coffee. Um, Now, when the pandemic started, we were subject to a lot of the same kind of panic buying that you would have seen um, kind of everywhere in the UK, unfortunately. Um, And it did put a lot of strain on our suppliers as well, who adapted really, really well. And I think we only actually had about five days um, where we were short on some things before they started to filter back through. I think something that is really great about small business is their flexibility and their adaptability that they can really quickly make changes to kind of keep that chain flowing. So that was definitely something that my, my suppliers did, which I was really grateful for, um, which makes me think about my own business and how we've had to adapt for the pandemic. Because obviously in a shop where you have like thousands of touch points and, you know, as you can see from um, what you're seeing on your screen, it's, it's not a huge shop either. Um, we had to make quite a few changes as well. So, um, Basically, overnight, I implemented a click and collect service because we knew we were going to have to limit contact in the shop. We um, knew that we basically wanted people just to be coming to collect and then on their way, you know, no kind of hanging around that we would have previously had where people might spend 20 minutes in the store filling their containers. Um, And I did this using a really popular e-commerce platform and started to add products. And within literally 48 hours, it was up and running. We then expanded that over the last 12 months. So we now have an additional two click and collect locations to the store here in Leamington Spa, which is really good because it means those people haven't got to travel as far um, to come and collect their orders. Um, And it also also generated increased footfall for the locations where they're collecting. So we're kind of like-minded businesses So while people are collecting from those locations, they generally tend to spend money with those businesses too, which is brilliant. Um, We have made the shop not self-serve for the meantime. So we do all the serving, which actually people really, really love um, because they get a very personal service. um, And we can still, you know, offer everything plastic free and offer it in the amounts that people need. Um, So I'm quite happy with that um, setup at the moment. And we will continue to do that. For a little while longer, I think, until we feel um, sure that that things are, are going in the right direction, so to speak. Um, I'm really lucky in the last 12 months that the business has actually grown significantly. I've now got, got a staff team supporting me. 
And I've also started to do some consultancy for other businesses as well. Um, and we have several wholesale customers on board who are other local businesses that get things in the quantity that they need um, and they get them through us and it's kind of plastic free without the waste. And that works really, really well. Um, so I think I've pretty much covered everything I set out to do there. And I really hope you enjoyed listening to that part. Um, we are now going to shortly move on to some questions. So remember, if you would like to submit any questions, you can do that in the live feed. Okay, so uh, I'm going to address some of these. Okay, we've got uh, Lancelot from Twitter. Thank you so much for your question, Lancelot. Your question is, good morning. Out of curiosity, what is your best selling products? Okay, that's a really um, great question. Our cleaning refills are immensely popular. I think basically because it's an extremely easy swap to make, you've already got the bottle. So you can bring the bottle along. And even if people want to try the laundry liquid or something for the first time, um, they can just take a small amount of it and see how they get on with it. And people love that because it's very low risk. They're not committing to buying like a litre or two litres of something. Um, and then they'll always generally come back and say, oh, yeah, I'm really happy with that product. And um, I'm really happy with the credentials of it because obviously all of our products are eco-friendly, biodegradable. Um, and so, yeah, definitely our cleaning products. And then food wise, I would say nuts are really, really popular. And of course, your kind of store cupboard staples like rice and pasta and cereals. Thank you for that question. OK, I'm going to move on to Leia from Facebook Messenger. Thank you so much for your question. I'm planning to open up a little store later this year, a hybrid between a secondhand shop and cafe, and was thinking about a click and collect offering from the start. What system do you have in place for click and collect? And do you have any recommendations that have worked well for you? So at the moment, I'm using a Shopify platform, which is really great because it's very, very low cost to set up. And there are lots of really good templates on there as well. I mean, there are other providers that offer similar things like Wix um, and even iZettle, for example. Uh, but Shopify is very well set up for click and collect. Um, you can have an app on your phone where you can manage the inventory and the orders and things like that. And it's super straightforward for the staff that are preparing the orders to actually read through them and kind of fulfill them and send out all of those emails and texts, letting customers know that their order is ready to collect. Um, so, yeah, I would really recommend that. Um, my other piece of advice would be with your click and collect, have a very, very clear system and absolutely stick to it. So make sure that the customer is aware that this is the process, place your order, please wait for this order to be ready. And then this is how it works when they come to collect, because we do things like the liquids on click and collect, for example. So they need to know that when they come to collect those orders, if they've just ordered a refill, they'll need to bring their bottle, for example. Um, so yeah, make sure the whole system from start to finish is as efficient and as um, clear for the customer as it can possibly be. Thank you for that question. Okay, we've got another question from Twitter, from Farid. Thank you, Farid. For a long time, I've been thinking my business can do some changes to help the environment. What's your advice on small things that can be changed around the office? Thank you so much for this question. I love when there are small businesses who are not necessarily in that kind of sustainability realm, but they're wanting to make those changes. So thank you. I would say if you have a, um, a hand soap in your, or a washing up liquid in your shed, areas in your office definitely see if there is somewhere locally where you can get those refilled because that will make a huge difference 
Um, and of course, look for refills which are friendly to the environment as well, not containing any of those harmful chemicals which don't degrade in the water system. Um, around the office, it, you know, for when perhaps the cleaner, I'm sure you perhaps have cleaners that do the cleaning, see if they can get on board with eco-friendly products using things like cotton cloths or, um, you know, instead of like those nasty single-use throwaway wipes, for example. Um, and then with your teas and coffees, maybe you could look at switching to plastic-free tea bags or loose-leaf tea, maybe getting your coffee from a local supplier. Um, or if your employees are going out to get takeaway coffee, um, perhaps ensure that they've got a reusable cup or for water in the office, a reusable bottle. Those small changes will make such a huge difference to the amount of waste that you might produce in an office environment. So it's really great to see um, more people interested in that. OK, we've got a question from Instagram. Jacqueline from Instagram. Thank you. Hi, Charlie. I wish I had a store like yours close to where I live. What's been your biggest challenge opening up your own business? Um, now, interestingly for me, I would say that it has been balancing family life with the first kind of year of a small business, especially with such a chunk of that first year being during a pandemic, because my two sons are only two and four. When I started the business, my youngest was actually eight weeks old. So I did find it very, very all encompassing and, um, you know, I would be that person who would be at the shop until two in the morning cleaning and refilling all of these lovely dispensers that you see. Because to begin with, I wasn't in a position to take on a staff team who would be doing those jobs for me. Um, and I've always kind of had like held really high standards in what I do. And I always felt like my shop needed to make a good impression on people from the very first time they visit it. And then those people would turn into return customers and you would get that brilliant word of mouth recommendation that you really need. Um, so, yeah, for me, it was actually trying to balance it with family life. Um, and now things have started to settle down a little bit and I've got my amazing team um, supporting me. I'm actually starting to have a little bit more of a balance now, kind of over two years since I started the business and a year and a half since we opened the shop. Thank you so much for that question. OK, we've got another question from Instagram. This is from Custance. Thank you for your question. How have you thought around planning your cash flow when stores can reopen? I have a small store and I hope to get as many customers through the door as pre-COVID, but I don't want to have too high hopes. My store has been closed during lockdown. First of all, I would like to say I am really, really sad that you have had such a difficult year. Um, we are extremely lucky that as an essential business, we've been able to remain open and been able to continue to operate. Um, I've got so much respect for all of those small business owners that have had that choice taken away from them, albeit for the right reasons. It's been really, really difficult. So I really hope that on a personal level, you're OK, because it's, it's not been an easy time for anyone. Um, in terms of cash flow, I would always recommend that when you first start to stock a new product, for example, it's a really great way to get additional people through the door. But if you're not entirely sure about whether that product is going to be popular or not, it's perhaps a good idea to get it in a small quantity first so that you don't end up with loads of your um, loads of your money tied up in a large amount of stock, which you're not sure how quickly it's going to sell. So I always tend to do that the very first time. And then once I'm certain that something is, is going to be popular, I can place a bigger order. And actually, you'll find that lots of suppliers, if you place a larger order, they'll then give you like a bulk discount. 
um, which is great because it just gives you that, you know, that little extra percent um, in there that kind of helps everything be a little bit more profitable, which is, of course, so important. Um, so, yeah, I, I really wish you all the best for your opening um, and your shop is absolutely lovely. I, I wish you'd said what kind of shop it was because I'm really excited to hear more about it. Okay, we have a message from Sasha on Facebook Messenger. Hey, great job at pivoting during COVID. Have you learned anything about your customers or business in the past year that you bring with you when growing your business in the future? Okay, uh, so first of all, what have I learned about my customers? I've learned that my customers are amazing. They are so incredibly loyal they are so passionate they have the same passion for sustainability that that i hold myself um, and they trust um what i do inherently so they really really appreciate all of the research that i put into my products they really appreciate all of the time that i spend linking up with suppliers and in a lot of cases actually maybe getting suppliers to change their packaging um, they they really appreciate all of the hard work that goes into that. I was very, very um, lucky in that I was able to run a crowdfunder before I opened the store. So I already had all of the um, necessary capital to actually set the store up. And it pretty much would have looked exactly as it looked here without any of the crowdfunding pledges. Um, but I ran a crowdfunder because I already had a very big social media following and I'd met so many of my customers at the pop-up events and markets. I kind of already had that personal relationship with them. Um, and NatWest were offering at the time a really brilliant um, initiative for female business founders. It was something called Back Her Business, where they would match fund some of the money that you raised. So I did this in terms of having a membership scheme because I felt if somebody's going to pledge to a crowdfunder, they really want to see some value back. You know, it's not just a kind of, here you go, you know, give me £20 and I'm going to say thanks when you come to the shop kind of thing. So we um, offer a membership where customers can get 10% off for a year for £35. And we were completely bowled over by how brilliant the crowdfunder went. Um, I hoped to raise £5,000 and then have my additional £5,000 match funding. And in the end, in total, with the match funding, we actually raised £13,500, which, like, yeah, it still blows my mind now. Um, and that meant that we were able to offer some added value. So we have a peanut butter machine where you can make fresh nut butters. And it meant that we were able to get some of the uh, more... Um, expensive bits of equipment and so on straight away instead of having to kind of save up for them and um, so that was really really great um, and I yeah that showed me like how loyal my customers are right from the start and and even I think if zero waste shopping does become more mainstream you have to remember that actually people buy from people you know another business can start offering what you're doing 30 seconds down the road from you but if you've already got that relationship with your customer base you'll find that they stay loyal to you um, and it's really not something that you need to worry about um, in all honesty so yeah customers are awesome um, what have I learned about my business in the past year um, well that I can adapt it um, in any way possible. If you had said to me when I first opened the shop, are you going to do like a click and collect online offering? I would have been like, no, I'm not an online shop. I'm a brick and mortar shop. But now 
actually the click and collect is what has kept us in business. You know, those times when the entire world was pretty much shut down and the massive multi-story car park, which is right next to my shop, was completely empty. And yeah, quite rightly so, because we were all staying at home. And the click and collect really helped us survive and helped that kind of revenue ticking over. Um, And we had quiet days and we had really good days. And I think in retail, it is very much like that. You can't always predict it. Um, But yeah, I've learned that I can adapt my business and it's made my business a lot stronger as a result, actually. So thank you so much for that question. Okay, uh, I'm going to go to a question from Twitter. This is a question from CG. Um, What would you say to people who get disheartened about being sustainable because the impact seems really small compared to big companies who generate so much waste. I try to stay positive, but it seems like a lot of effort and I don't know if it makes a difference. Okay, first of all, it absolutely does make a difference. Um, it's, it is very difficult when so many of the um, environment environmental impacts that we're seeing in the world are as a result of big companies. But I'm a huge believer and that, you know, all of these small acts, you multiply them by the millions of people um, that are in this country and it will make a massive, massive difference. And at the same time, it is not just about like thinking, OK, I can save the world with my reusable cup. Of course, we can't all just save the world with a reusable cup or a stainless steel straw or whatever. But in our shopping habits, if we can try and be as sustainable as possible, we have to remember that actually it's, you know, demand that influences on the supply. Um, And I think the more people try to show that they want more sustainability in their everyday life and the choices that they make, the more um, big retail and big business kind of feel that pressure. Um, And I think particularly at the moment for big business, it is kind of um, almost a trend to appear sustainable. Like everywhere you go, you'll see, you know, kind of like eco-friendly this and eco-friendly that. Um, And it's really a bit of a minefield to then kind of put these um, big marketing campaigns that come out under the microscope and say, okay, what of this is like real sustainability and what of this is basically um, public relations for example, recycling. Um, I think Coca-Cola quite recently, part, a big part of their campaign is recycle your bottles. Our bottles can be recycled because they're um, the clear plastic, which is most readily recycled curbside. However, we all know that actually only 9% of plastic generally gets recycled and um, it can only be recycled a, a finite amount of times. So yeah, recycling is definitely not the answer. And it's kind of saddening when you see big companies trying to use that as a, okay, you know, drink this Coca-Cola and it's going to, you know, you can feel better about yourself because you can recycle the bottle. And I mean, that is just like the tip of the iceberg in in how um, sustainability is is portrayed by big business. Um, But we need them to make the real change. We need people to be challenging them. Um, And there's so many different ways that you can do that by not just making small changes, but things like signing petitions where you can and trying to get involved with sustainability in your local community, even if it's on the level of something like a litter pick. It's so, so important. And all of the kind of changes and 
um, improvements that these small communities make at that level as well. So thank you so much for your question. Um, and I hope that makes you feel a little bit better about all those brilliant small changes that you're making, Sasha, because you are doing great. Uh, CG, sorry, <laughs> I apologise. OK, uh, we have a question from Lisa. This is via Twitter. Where do you see yourself in five years time? Do you want to expand or focus on the one store for now? Okay, I'm really, really glad that somebody's asked this question uh, because I think, in all honesty, if you had asked me maybe 14 months ago, I would have said I was very, very keen to open more shops, to become, you know, a chain of small stores. And actually, when some people come here, they say to me like, oh, is this shop a chain? Because they they feel that it has the kind of look and feel of a, a shop that's a chain, which actually is a really great compliment because you know it shows that you're you look professional um and that your branding is you know within everything that you do for someone to ask a question like that so I really don't mind it um I do think that in the last year I've had to think more about like what as small business owners you know what is important is it better for us to be you know working ourselves into the ground just so that we can say okay my business is a great success or is it better to actually think okay you know I've, I've got through a pandemic my business as it stands is very successful and um, I think in terms of the store here we are kind of starting to outgrow the space a little bit and also my two stock rooms are in a basement which is fine when you're only going down there to get a few bars of soap. When you're bringing up 25 kilo sacks of brown basmati rice and and oats, it's not quite so much fun. I mean, we get we do it, but um, yeah, but it, it's not ideal. Um, so it would be quite nice to maybe move to another location within the same town that's bigger, and then I could offer a greater range of products. Or equally down the line, it would be nice to open another shop in another location. Um, which is something that a great friend of mine has done. Um, she's based in Market Harbour, so, you know, not anywhere near me. Um, and she's done a great job of doing that. So, yeah, I would like to do that, but I'm certainly not kind of breaking my neck to do it in the way that I was pre-pandemic. Um, now I've become a lot more accepting of sometimes in business, you know, the right thing will come along and you don't need to go out there and desperately search for it. You know, do what you do, be grateful for your success, and then just kind of like take, take it the way the road goes you know you don't have to um stress or kind of be too ambitious at the detriment of your own well-being so thank you for that question that's definitely something that I've thought a lot about in the last few months um okay we've got a question from Oscar and this is our final question today thanks everyone who's asked questions I've really really enjoyed um answering them but this is unfortunately the last question that we have time for today what role has social media played in growing your business and what tips would you give um, about using social media? Okay, first of all, I would say choose one or two, maximum two platforms for your social media and stick to them. The two that I use are Facebook and Instagram. Content wise, please do try and um, put out content every day or two if you can at the very least. Um, and then kind of you know, watch it, watch it bloom when you do that. Use the right hashtags um, and, and keep up with the content and you'll find that it does a great job for you. Okay, so um, we are going to go to the poll results now and the poll results are in. We asked you, have you ever sacrificed anything for your employees? 33% of you said yes and 67% answered no. 
For me personally, I'm in the 33%. I appreciate my staff so much. (laughs) I'll do anything to make sure that they feel happy and safe. So yeah, if we aren't able to keep up with jobs in the shop and I have to come in the evening and play catch up, then I'll absolutely do it. Um, It's worth it for me to keep my staff happy and safe. Okay, Uh, we're now reaching the end of our session today. So thank you so, so much for watching, for tuning in. If you have any questions, then please do get in touch with the QuickBooks support team on Facebook. And if you want to contact me, you can on Instagram at ZeroStoreUK. That's just all one word. Um, Or you can visit my website at www.zerostore.co.uk. We also have a Facebook group called Zero Zone where you can learn about reducing waste and a lot of my customers um, from all over the country actually share lots of hints and tips. Coming up on Ask the Expert Expert on Monday, we've got Judith Dugdale and she is Head of Digital Solutions at MHA More and Smalley. Tune in then and you'll get advice on how to maximise the value of your business. That sounds really good. I think I'll be tuning in too. A reminder, if you need any more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. Accountants and business experts are on hand 24-7. I've really, really enjoyed answering all of your questions this morning, and I hope you enjoyed hearing about my business and how it's grown. Thank you so much, and have a great weekend, everyone. Goodbye.